A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is the Hollywood Crime Scene Mini episode. Oh, what a lovely intro. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. I wasn't trying to be cool. I'm just riled up right now. It's okay. Rachel had some bad food experiences today. She literally has like smudges of eyeliner. <laughs> oh my God, Desi. Oh my God, I'm I crying do. laughing because you do look like you've been through hell. <laughs> I haven't looked in the mirror in like five hours. It's like, you know how you just have that smudge? Yes. Where it's oh my God. Like, it's just really funny. I was like, I, trust me, I can tell you've been through it. <laughs> wow. This makes sense why Brendan didn't tell me because the last time he told me I had, I had smudged eyeliner under my eyes. I, I was in a bad mood and I was like, shut up. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll never tell her again. <laughs> Learned his lesson. Uh, okay. So I look great right now. Well, you, honestly, you did wipe it right off. <laughs> so it wasn't too serious. <laughs> and there's Melon hollering away. He's mad too. We're off to me. <laughs> He is, because even he didn't want the dinner that I had tonight. No. Well, we'll get to it in the food section. The food gripe section. The food gripe section. What'd you hate that you ate? (laughs) God. Our top story this week, Twitter. Oh. Just... (laughs) Is there a story? (laughs) Yeah, the the story is... Look, Desi and I have been on Twitter for a decade, not I've me. been on well, <laughs> I've been on Twitter since 2010, over a decade. Wow. So I've seen several different iterations of Twitter and phases. Yeah. You have too though. You've been on since at least 2012. I I was on in 2014. Really? I may have had an account, but I wasn't really tweeting until then. Oh. I don't know why I felt like we met in 2013. Uh, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I think I could be wrong. I think it was a little later, but (sighs) well, anyway, I was like late to the party on Twitter, but both of us have seen several iterations of it and phases it's gone through, but nothing compares to what has been happening on Twitter over the past week. And it's incredible. In case you don't know, Elon Musk purchased Twitter for $44 billion, like what, two weeks ago? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. A week and a half ago. And immediately he starts rolling out his genius changes. And I say genius- um, In air quotes. Derogatorily. Yeah. It is fascinating to realize that every billionaire is probably just a lucky dipshit. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's really not doing a great job representing them. He's truly, I, I just like can't believe seeing like these threads of tweets where he literally changes his mind be, after be, a reply guy okay. says something. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get into that right now. So one of the first major changes that he made to Twitter was about a week and a half ago, he announced via tweet that he was launching Twitter Blue, which basically was where was a system where people could just pay to be verified on Twitter. Now, historically, since I've been on Twitter, verification checks symbolize this is a a person of note, somebody of note that might be at risk of impersonation. Right. So famous people, journalists. Brands. Brands, et cetera. Celebrities. Yeah, because you want to know... 
you know, that that's the real account. Right. Uh, for sure. Politicians. And they want to have people know when it's a fake account. Right. So Elon is like, well, I'm just going to make it so anyone can get verified for the price of $20 a month. Now, everyone laughed at that because that's absurd. No one wants to pay to be on Twitter, or at least no sane person, in my opinion. Stephen, well, Stephen King responded. Stephen King responded, and he was like, this sucks. Like, I'm not paying $20 to keep my verification check. And Elon Musk responded to that, what about eight? So it looks like based on that reply that he sent Stephen King, that's what was the impetus for... <laughs> How do you go from 20 to eight? That's what I would love to know the calculation there. Like, why not 10? <laughs> eight just seems like he's a huge like, sale. He's like, I, right? cu- I cut it in half, but then two extra dollars off that. It's just so like haphazard, everything. Like there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any plan in place. It's very odd to me. Like, why not just keep things the, the same yeah. for a bit? You know, it's only been two weeks <laughs> and then figure things out in a real way. It's like he just wakes up every morning and he's like, I have a great idea and he doesn't think it through. And then he just does that idea. Also, he fired like most of the Twitter staff that was there. So there's like no one in charge, like who has like knowledge, knowledge of like how shit is supposed to work. So and he's he, like trying to hire them back, I heard. or something. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you. Yeah. Um. So... Basically, what ensued next once he implemented this rule that you could just pay for a check for $8, people took advantage of that to hilarious effect. And over the past few days, we've seen fake brand accounts or fake political accounts that appear real because they have the verification tick and the same profile picture, tweeting out a number of things that have gotten these brands and politicians and Elon Musk himself, who has been impersonated countless times since this change, very upset. And I just wanted to go through some of my favorite favorites from this past week, from these fake fake accounts that have... Okay. Rudy Giuliani was impersonated, and it looks like the real... Like, if you just look at it, it looks like the real Rudy Giuliani Twitter account, but it's not. It's someone who's paid $8 to get this verification check. He did, like, a big... Like, a string of insane, unhinged tweets, like, even unhinged for him. Yeah. And he's a very unhinged individual. One thing he said was... I will never confirm or deny the reports I made a big stinky doo-doo on Air Force One. All I know is after Roger Stone used a bathroom, it would smell brazy in there. Brazy? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sounds stinky. But I love that. Oh, and he also tweeted, I'd like to announce I shitted. God. Um, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> A fake Elon Musk account obviously got created immediately. Several of them did. Elon Musk, the fake Elon Musk account said, starting today, we'll begin offering Twitter Gold, a free subscription that gets you yearly family vacations and nightly dinners with me. If your name is Grimes, please come back. I love you. (laughs) The Tesla, Tesla got a fake Twitter account. Yeah. So the fake Tesla account that looks very real upon first glance tweeted, 
appreciation post for our amazing founders and then attached a picture of Elon with Jelaine Maxwell. Ooh. I like the one that I saw. I don't know if it was Tesla or what, but it said something like, a Tesla has hit the second tower. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, a Tesla has hit the second tower. Yeah. Uh, There were several fake Tesla tweets. Yeah. There's a fake exchange between Ted Cruz and Ben Shapiro. Ted Cruz, this fake account, says, the first time I entered my human wife, I said, groaning into her ear, this is exactly how mother would say it would feel. And then the Ben Shapiro account said, OMG, you got me kind of horny right now, Mr. Cruz. Oh my God, I'm sick. The fake SpaceX account tweeted... Someone told Elon his dick would be bigger on Mars, and that's honestly what all of this has been about. Wow. That one sounds real. It does. It sounds like something he wishes he could write. Yeah. Because Elon wants to be funny. Elon's like the classic rich dick who thinks he's hilarious. Yeah, because all of his hanger-ons laugh at him. Yeah. Uh, He's not even a good troll. No. Like, you know, because sometimes they can be good at that even if they're not really funny. They're mm-hmm. just irritating. He can't even do that. Well, he's gotten big mad in the past few days. Because, like, now he, because of all these impersonations, let me just read the last one, which okay. I think is the best one. It's from a Mr. Bean account. I saw that. So, <laughs> it says, Who wants Mr. Bean to eat their pussy tonight? That's the best one by far. It's a the mile. best one to me. Uh, I also like the one, I think it was like Joe Biden. And it's yeah. like, I'm jerking it. <laughs> it was just so gross. It was like, I'm sucking my own dick right yeah, now. something like that. <laughs> no, I laughed out loud at the Mr. Bean one. It was like the only one that truly made me laugh out loud. Because it's just so, I don't know, the combination of Mr. Bean. <laughs> and just a very simple tweet. Yeah, it's very simple. It's, it's simple and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but this is an implementation that if he would have just sat down and thought about this, like thought this through for more than two seconds, this would be the logical conclusion that this would happen. That's the only way people will pay for Twitter is yeah. the fact that they could use it in this way that's like heightened shit posting or whatever. Like yeah. and these are the people who do that kind of post anyway. So of course they're gonna take advantage. Right. Uh, and now multiple brands have had to like apologize or say that wasn't a tweet from us because I think the most famous one recently was a tweet from a fake Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly, the like insulin manufacturer, tweeted out, insulin is now free. And then the real Eli Lilly account had to say, no, it's not free. And then their stock dropped. And then their stock I mean, that's the that's the truly funny thing. This shit is costing people money. In in millions millions of dollars, like yeah. their stock dropped like significantly after that stunt, and Lockheed Martin stock. Oh yeah, dropped I saw that too. as well because of these. Uh, look, and I don't give a shit about their stock no, dropping at all. No. I'm just saying, as someone who owns a a business, he would want his big clients not to pull out, right? Like, right. It's stupid on his part yes. as a business owner to have this shit happening. I don't give a fuck. No. Anyway, I think that was probably, for me, in my sad little world, that was like the biggest story, one of the biggest stories this week. It just dominated. I think the interesting thing about it to me is uh, there was a lot of fears of what would happen when Elon 
got bought Twitter. Yeah. I don't think anyone predicted this would be what happened. No. (laughs) This was not what the prediction was. No, because we were predicting the worst case scenario and now it's just very funny because he doesn't know what he's doing. He's incompetent. I, I, and I, I, I don't know. Like, you know, there are special skills you probably have to have to open a business like this. Yeah. You know, you have to have a real head for technology and what the app, the technology that's specifically on this type of app. Yeah. And there's like, it's like, it's like this, he's such a know-it-all. He came in and thought he could do what everyone else has probably already thought and like didn't do. Yeah. Like the verification system, as stupid as it is sometimes, was working perfectly right. fine. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of people who maybe got it, like that tweet said, for writing a Medium article. Right. But like, they still were who they said they were. And it's like, it overall was people who needed the verification. Yeah. It wasn't something you could purchase. And he took it as this like, oh, it's an elite thing. It's like, no, I don't need a verification. Yeah. It's, I don't feel less than. No. Although some people use, some people feel superior. That doesn't mean they're a loser. Right. (laughs) It doesn't mean they are. Uh, It's just like, it's so sad. I love clicking on people's verification now though. Uh, So if anything, it didn't ruin Twitter. It made it funnier. Weirdly enough. And like the added bonus will be like, if Twitter goes down, that's like a win for Desi and I, because our brains are permanently destroyed from being on that site for so long. I mean, everyone's. Everyone's, I agree. Uh, it's bad. It's a bad place. It's funny because I have, even though I'll tweet, I don't really spend a lot of time on there, like on the timeline. Right. I'm kind of in my notifications and just seeing people I interact with. Right. Uh, so I have missed a lot of it because I just had naturally kind of dropped out of the timeline. <laughs> right. it's so stressful. Yeah. But I did pick up because of the election and so I had, I did start seeing more of it. Right. Anyway, we do have some more stories from this past week. This is a story from Wales. Oh God, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. This is like a Welsh newspaper. Sir Maru online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, well, how do you pronounce that? It's probably something like completely different. It's like Cody. Like it's yes, like <laughs> it's Chimera. I would pronounce it like Shmru. 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 Man arrested for allegedly throwing eggs at King. Oh yeah. Is banned from having eggs. <gasps> How do you do that? Student Patrick Thelmwell says he was <laughs> protesting against fascism, borders and suffering. A man arrested after allegedly throwing eggs at King Charles and the Queen Consort during a public visit says he has been charged with an offense and banned from carrying eggs in public. Oh. Well, how many? How often do you carry eggs in public? And how are they going to know if you have them in a sack? What if he's grocery shopping? I think this is really funny. I saw this headline, but I was like, is there video? Because I didn't see it. I would love <laughs> to see this video. And I hope they really got pelted. I hope they got hit. Patrick Thelwell is 23. He's the man who was arrested after eggs were thrown at the king and queen consort in York on Wednesday. He's a student at the University of York. He was held by police for several hours. Speaking to the mirror, he said, I was let out at 10 p.m., so it wasn't that bad, really. My friends are waiting for me. My solicitor was very good. 
Anyway, he apparently is not allowed to have... He had some reasons. I'm not going to go into this whole article. But he, he, doesn't, he doesn't like the British monarchy. He doesn't like the colonialism. And he's like, Charles deserves some fucking eggs. I hope this guy gets a lot of sexual favors. Me too. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. You're not going to get hurt from an egg. No. It's just a little inconvenient. Satisfying? But yeah. you're not technically being violent. <laughs> It is. It would be very satisfying to see an egg break on, break because open on top of that. It's man. a very satisfying thing to throw because it has a little um, crunch explosion. Yeah, with the goo, it messes them up. Mm-hmm. But you're not technically hurting them, right? Unless you're dropping it from very high up, which it's is annoying. unlikely. It's a, it's an annoying experience, and it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing yeah. to be egged. Love it. So. I'm pro egg, and if ever if you want to come down on me and say violence is never right, Desi, no one's getting hurt from no an one's getting egg hurt from this, and I'm perfectly fine if someone ever protests me and throws an egg at me. I'll live with it. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's going to be some comment like you wouldn't like it. It's like no, I wouldn't, but maybe I deserved it. But did you do a, <laughs> did you do a colonialism? No, I no, absolutely did you not. haven't. So he got off easy. He really did. Don't fucking write in. I don't fucking care if you think it's bad to egg the king. I think it's funny. I think our UK listeners are on board with us. I agree. And if they're not, maybe you'll like the next story. (laughs) We're in a fight, but now we're on. Moving on. (laughs) Okay, this is from The Guardian. KFC apologizes for Crystal Knock chicken and cheese promotion. Okay, I saw this headline and I was like, I don't even, I don't even know where this would be going. <laughs> I don't want to know. Look, but now I'm gonna know. We've talked a lot in the past about brands failing spectacularly, especially when it comes around to memorials of tragic events. Yeah, we've seen it with um, 9/11 when brands try and do like a poignant. Post right. on nine eleven or and, Pearl Harbor Day or Pearl Harbor Day when <laughs> when SpaghettiOs on Pearl Harbor Day was tweeted like a picture of the SpaghettiOs mascot with the American flag <laughs> like never forget or whatever they said and we've seen it like I don't know some it's funny it's like a pizza company will be like never forget and it'll be like two breadsticks for nine dollars and eleven cents yeah. like or whatever all cheese pies nine eleven. <laughs> Crazy. It's very funny. I actually love that it still happens, even after so many times uh, of people being busted. This is wild. Um, KFC has apologized for a push notification sent out via its app inviting German customers to celebrate the anniversary of Nazi Kristallnacht pogrom against Jews by ordering fried chicken and cheese. It sent the message to its customers on Wednesday, the 84th anniversary of the Night of Broken Glass, in which Nazis led gangs in the torching, vandalism, and ransacking of Jewish shops, businesses, and synagogues across Germany. This event is seen as beginning of the Nazi systemic attempt to annihilate Europe's Jewish population. KFC reached out to its customers with the message, Commemorate Kristallnacht. Treat yourself to a more soft cheese and crispy chicken. Now at KF Cheese. <laughs> Sorry, this is so bad. First of all, Kristallnacht, that's like a memorial 
day of remembrance. It is not a celebration. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like people aren't having crystal knocked barbecues. No, it's like there are certain holidays that are more celebratory and others that are more of a remembrance type deal. Like 9-11 is probably that. Like, like yeah, because people aren't having 9-11 barbecues either. No, it's just like, I mean, it's crazy that they would, they would, I've never heard, I just when I saw the thing, I was like, I've never even heard of any crystal knock, like outside of a remembrance or, or marking the date. Right. Like there's no sort of ce- celebration or like, it's a, it's a bad thing. I'm honestly shocked it happened in Germany because Germany takes like Holocaust stuff so seriously. Yeah. In terms of like, like you can't be like a Holocaust, like it's like, it's not even like a free speech thing. Like you can't be a Holocaust denier. I mean, no. I'm sure they I mean, they exist there. They got a they have a reason to take it seriously. <laughs> they do. They take it very very seriously nowadays. So I was like shocked that this happened over there. Um, it's been speculated the message was computer generated with the oh. text being with the text to promote its cheesy chicken being automatically connected to current anniversaries and events to stimulate sales. Okay, but why that, would they want to <laughs> stimulate sales on Crystal Dog? But that makes sense because you might not think something like that would be in the holiday algorithm. Right. And it was sort of... Because, you know, there's all these holidays and internet holidays too. Yes. But it needs to be... It obviously can't just be auto-generated. It needs to be filtered those kind of things out. Right. right. So that does make sense that that would be how it happened to me. Like they wouldn't think they weren't thinking crystal knock would be on the holiday calendar or whatever. Right. Okay. Wait, the incident recalled other fast food advertising slogan gaffes, such as when McDonald's in Portugal used the campaign slogan Sunday, bloody Sunday in Halloween in a Halloween campaign for its ice cream puddings, ice cream puddings. Yeah, I guess they have Why that. Why would they Port- use that there? Where was in, it? In Portugal? In Portugal. Oh. I mean, it's still offensive to the Irish. I know, but it's weird that they would even use... I don't get Maybe why Maybe they that- thought they could get away with it because we're like, oh, we're far from I- Ireland. But is it... Oh, Sunday, like... S-U-N-D-A-E? Yes. Oh. They use that for a promotion. Okay, they, I'm it's just a, trying to figure a, it out. It's a tasteless riff on Sunday A-Y. Bloody I wouldn't even Sunday. want bloody, though, in my <laughs> Sunday ad. Do you know what I mean? No. It's even crazy. If, even if it was for Halloween, I wouldn't want that. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's uh, it's very funny still. This story is out of KTLA. Oh. Oculus founder creates a VR headset that kills you if you die in the game. <laughs> uh. The inventor of the Oculus Rift says he has created a VR headset that will blow people's minds, literally. I didn't read this article, so hopefully this isn't a trick. I saw this headline. Is this real? Is it, or is this like just a very... Is it not actually I have killed? no idea. because Let's find out together. Okay. Palmer Lucky has built a custom VR headset he claims will kill the user in real life if they die in a video game. The device is based on the popular anime and novel series Sword Art Online. In that series, players are trapped in an immersive VR combat simulator where if they're killed in the game, they die in the real world. 
For Lucky's version of this concept, his custom-built VR headset is rigged with charges that will explode if the user triggers an appropriate game-over screen, effectively destroying their brain. Why would would you make this? this? (laughs) Why would you make this? The inventor said that while he's figured out how to make the headset kill the user, solving the perfect VR half of the equation is still many years out. Of course, how does it kill them? With like an electric shock that detonates. What idiot would use this? Of course, the deadly device is not available for sale. No. At this point, it's just a piece of office art, a thought-provoking reminder of unexplored avenues in game design. It is also, as far as I know, the first nonfiction example of a VR device that can actually kill the user. It won't be the last. That's ominous. Yeah, I mean, luckily I don't play games. Why would you want to make this? <laughs> I don't know. Who's it for? Yeah, who is it's like I get he's trying to make like conceptual art, but like why? This it, seems like a lot of effort. It also does seem like a movie. Yeah, like totally a sci-fi, does. you know, whatever. You die in real life. Yeah. That's a great uh, place to take a break. Bye. We'll be right back. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. You're not going to believe the TV show I'm watching right now. Oh. Friday Night Lights. Oh, I've started that. I like that show. Wait, when did you start it? Um... I didn't finish it. I started it a while ago, and then I forgot to finish it. I like it. It's I'm fine. surprised. It's good because it seems like it's about football, but it's not. Yeah, I mean it is, but it, there's like football in it, but it's a soap opera. Exactly, it's definitely a soap opera, and I'm enjoying it. I'm thinking of this because Connie. Britain is in it. Yeah, she's great. Uh, another show you should watch if you haven't watched that I really liked is um, Nashville. Oh. You've got to watch it. I'm telling you, it's really good. Wait, who's in that? Connie Britton. Is Carrie Hayden. Underwood? Oh, no, Hayden Panettiere. Right. It's really good because it is like a total soap opera with yeah. like an all about Eve type vibe because she's Connie Britton is like the Reba, like the old time country star and Hayden is the young, you know, Taylor Swift or whatever that type, Carrie yeah. Underwood. Um, and it's really juicy. Yeah. Uh, I think there's only a few seasons, but I was so into it when it came out. <laughs> I keep meaning to tell you, I mean, cause it's so stupid, but you'll like it cause you get drawn right in. Yeah. And sometimes the music's kind of good too. You're like, who wrote the music for this? Cause it's, it sounds real. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked I really liked that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in the first season of this show, but it is good. Well, there's a lot of good people on it, right? Isn't isn't Jesse Plemons in it? Yeah, which is funny because the first time I ever really knew Jesse Plemons was from Breaking Bad. So I'm just like, it's Todd. Yeah, it's creepy Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch anything good this week? Um, the finale of Love Is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing I watched this week. Oh, I watched the Weird Al movie. Was it good? Yeah, it's good. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it's sort of um, parodying a bio- biopic. Um, but there are some scenes where it's very funny. Uh, like there's a pool party and there's like, it's obviously not true, but it's like Divine is in it. Yeah. And like Gallagher was there who just died today. I saw, <laughs> even though I think he's a jerk, but like, um, so it's like this party where it's like, that would be the funnest party ever. It's like Elvira, Divine, Gallagher, Dr. Demento, like all those sort of iconic eighties, whatever figures. And I was like, that would be the best party ever. So I mean, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. I don't know what it's on. Uh, I think it's on Roku. 
channel. It's on Roku? It might be other places now. I don't have that. I don't either. I watched it. Someone downloaded it and I on, put it on this Plex server. So that's oh, how I watched it. Our friend. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth checking out. It's very interesting. There's Evan Rachel Wood plays Madonna yeah. in it. And that's a pretty funny... Uh, I guess some people were mad about it. Why? I don't fucking know. Everyone's stupid. <laughs> There's always like, everything has to be, it's like, I guess they didn't like the way she was portrayed, but it's like, it's it's not a serious movie. Right. It's not a real, no one's saying this is how Madonna really is. Right. Uh, so it's just like, wait for her biopic and you'll get the the one you want. Like, yeah, it's just annoying. But yeah, I thought it was interesting for sure. I've, I feel like there should be more biopics like this. Yeah. It was very, kinda, it was very clever. I heard it's kind of like walk hard. Yeah, it's definitely in that same vein for sure. That sounds fun. Uh, the thing that made me laugh the most was he obviously like I I do know about him and his parents and whatever, but they're portrayed, which I, I thought was so fucking badass on his part is because like I think a lot of people know they died very tragically. Yeah. And he portrays them in this biopic as like the meanest parents who like treated him like shit as a kid. Yeah. And you just know it's obviously not true. But I was like, that's so cool that he could make fun and that they probably would have been cool with it. Like that's the type of parents they were. Because it's supposed to be over the top and not true. Yes. That they like crushed his dreams and didn't want him to be a song parody writer as if any parent would have that specific specific of a thing. Like no son of mine's going to write song parodies. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I thought it was very uh, interesting for sure. But yeah, I don't think anything else. I mean, Love is Blind, like I said, was my top thing of the week. Best thing I watched all week. And we will be on uh, Kara Berry's podcast talking about that. Yeah. Will that come out this week? Probably. probably. Yeah. She has a quick turnaround with her episodes. Uh, We're going to be, we're going to go on her show this weekend to talk about the finale of Love is Blind and just our overall opinions about the season. Kind of like what we did last year. Yeah. It'll be fun. I I, am so excited to talk about it. It's going to be like four hours long. I know. (laughs) Because season three was way better than season two. There's just a lot to talk about. Yeah, there so, is. There is. Uh, yeah, there's like a lot. This season had so many phases Yeah, where there's like, there's a lot of heel turns, multiple heel turns for several people. Down to the last second yeah. of, the, of the reunion. Yeah. So, and then there's a lot of aftermath that I've been following. Really? Yeah. Did you see Zeneb's post? Well, no. first of all, the comments were all turned off, so oh, I was of irritated. Yeah. But it was very long and it was Did very... she apologize? Well, in a <laughs> she said I'm sorry about eight hundred times. I wouldn't necessarily call it an apology. <laughs> it was definitely uh sarcastic. Oh. I'm interested to see that. I'll go look at that after. Yeah, it's on her like most recent Twitter post. Okay. So I think it starts off with sort of an apology to Cole that's yeah. maybe a little more sincere. Yeah. Who knows? But then to all her haters. Uh-oh. Yeah, look, if you're starting an apology to all your haters, it's already bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. Just ignore it and walk away. Yeah. But yeah, she's definitely not um, copping to anything. Like, Wow. Yeah. What a heel turn she had because I was like, 
she was one of my favorites for a lot of the season. I mean, not. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't say she was one of my favorites, but I was rooting for her. I felt bad for her. I, I wouldn't say she was my favorite in general. I tended to be on the women's side in most of these couples, and that definitely shifted with her the most. Probably, yeah, I think that's what it was. Is it was not that she was a favorite for me. It's that I felt bad for her, but then she fell out of my good graces so quickly after the reveal at the end of the tell-all. I think the thing with her, even when I felt bad with her, bad for her, I was kind of like, you are your own worst enemy and you're very insecure. Yeah. And a lot of your issues stem from that, which is like, uh, obviously you got to work on that. Right. And you shouldn't maybe be in a relationship with someone who's 25. Right. And who (laughs) makes a lot of mistakes communication wise. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you got to know. You got to know who you are, and it's like it is painful for me to watch people very insecure because I'm like, come on, you're beautiful, like just stop it, like yeah. yeah. So it is hard for me to watch that sometimes. It's frustrating, even though I did feel for her, uh, and I don't think anything about her is different. She is that insecure person, but it just revealed itself in a more ugly way. Yeah. Uh, So you can't hurt people or be a bitch. I finally started um, catching up on Housewives of Salt Lake City season three because it came out like a month ago and I totally just fucking blanked and haven't been watching it. So I like watched the first episode today. I'm going to miss Jen Shaw so much when she's in prison on that show. She's a terrible person, but I'm going to miss her presence. Look, that I mean, Mary too. I well Mary's not there anymore. And I, know. I miss her. She's she's like a terrible person, but she was entertaining on the show. I mean, that's the reality of these shows. You need someone who is oblivious to their evilness <laughs> because they just like walk through the world not giving a fuck. Ugh. And you know, of course the first thing Jen Shaw does on this the first episode of the season 3 is she throws in one of her like another one of her like huge expensive parties for Mm. her husband. It's like, bitch, read the room. (laughs) You're in trouble for defrauding elderly people. Like, why are you dropping 20 grand on a birthday party right now? Also like Kara mentioned this on her recap, her like confessional outfit. (laughs) The green sequins. I think there's another one that looks like she described it as looking like Roger Stone. Did you see that one with like the pinstripe? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Because I've only watched one episode okay. of this season. So you're caught up. Yeah. I I only watched the first episode of this season, so I'm going to catch up like this weekend. No, it's very good. Oh, she's just... She's going to miss her. She's entertaining. Yeah, she is. But it's is. like, why did you do that? Don't don't be a don't be criming. <laughs> like don't be that, stop. Don't be that kind of criming. Yeah. Cuz that's like you're she was like hurting people criming. That is yeah. Hurting I mean her the, that's why her and Erica it's like whatever you think of Erica it's like that hurt innocent people. Yeah. You're stealing or right. whatever, you're grifting or you're uh scamming. Yeah. Uh that's what you can't do. If they were all rich corporations, eh, no one's we're not going to be we're not going to hold it against you. Yeah. But not people with their life savings or like already poor people who are struggling. Yeah. It's crazy. Right, that's not right. So Yeah, I I don't that's what I don't get about these people and I'll never understand how they're stealing and then go on a show and flaunt their wealth. Dude. It's like you're just putting up a fucking like 
flag for the IRS or the government or whoever to look into your finances. Yeah. It's just wild. It's so wild to me. Yeah, which is why I was like shocked but not surprised that she was throwing this elaborate birthday party for her husband. It's like they're they're compulsively have to show everybody that they're fine and they're yeah. so rich. Yeah. And it's funny because in this episode, she's like, I am not pleading guilty because I'm not guilty. But she did end up pleading guilty. Because <laughs> we already know. Because we know. Because the news happened after this. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the best out. when you see them keep <laughs> pushing it and you already know the outcome. Like, it's like, bitch. damn, what were you thinking here? Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Did you know, or were you still putting up? Are you still in denial, or are you lying? Like, I just one of my favorite things about Jen Shaw is like she's like the biggest crier. She's one of the biggest reality TV criers. She just will like at the drop of a hat start scream crying, and I think it's so funny. I was listening because she's all Kara is also recapping Beverly Hills at the same time, so it's like the um, reunion or the whatever, uh, and she described. Kyle's crying as her husky tears. Well, I don't know why it was like the perfect description. I've literally been laughing about it all day. Yeah. Because Kyle does have kind of like this husky voice. She does. She does. <laughs> and I don't know, just the idea of husky tears. I was like, that's like the perfect description. I have no idea it's, what it means. It's really good. <laughs> it made me laugh so much though. I was like, yeah, everyone has their, their cry style yeah. on these reality shows. And it's very funny. Jen's uh, is like really high pitch and shrieky. It's it's so performative, yeah. Because it's like no one's ever holding back, right? No. Which is what you do in real life. You try not to let anyone see you cry. Yeah. And they're like, "Are you crying or right, whatever?" You're right. trying to hold it back, but on reality show, they let it out. Yeah. Because they know they're going to get airtime. Right. It's so bizarre. Um, but yeah, I'll never stop watching. What'd you eat this week? I did. I have anything good? Oh my god! I bought. Um, I went to Milk Farm today and I just bought a lot of um, stuff to make my little plates of food. <laughs> I like to have like my, I'm really into like little, um, like uh, antipasta, but like with variety of things. Yeah. I um, saw, I saw you posted a picture. I saw the little pickles. <laughs> I saw the tinned fish. It looked good. I got, the one thing I got that was really good was these pickled asparagus and they're kind of spicy. I took a risk. I was like, I'm just going to try them. And they're very crisp. They're not mushy. Yeah. So they taste like blanched asparagus that are in this spicy pickle brine and they're fucking yummy. That sounds good. They're really good. And I also ate this whole fucking small salami. The salami (laughs) was excellent. (laughs) That was another thing. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. Uh, And it was this black garlic um, salami. Wow. It was fucking good. I'm going to get... I was like, I need the large one. I need the BDE version. (laughs) It was so good. And I just... I don't know. I like to have my little things. I want to go there with you next time. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I like... Yeah. So I got more of those olives that we love. The Castelverano olives. I love Um, them. And then the fish I got was not... um, It's not smoked. I don't like the smoked tin. This is just um, white tuna and olive oil, like a high quality. I have the same brand in my pantry. Oh, you do? It's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, I have this tuna salad that I really love, uh, and it's not a mayo-based one. So I got it for for that because I'm going to... Basically, it has like 
balsamic vinegar, mustard, like the green peppers, pepperoncini, like those spicy peppers. And yeah. then you put like pine nuts or almonds in it too. Oh, it has And a maybe scallions, I think. But it's very like mu- pungent. Yeah. And it tastes fucking good. Like yeah. it's really good. So I feel like a high quality tuna with that perfect. will be really perfect. Yeah. And there's olive oil in the salad. So it already has olive oil on it. Yeah. No, that's a good tuna. I, oh, good. I like that tuna. I get it at Cookbook. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's or any fancy yeah. specialty food place you can get it. I, I don't even remember the brand of it. I don't either, but it wasn't smoked, so I got it. Any tuna that's like an a European or just like kind of bougie tinned fish brand that's packed in olive oil just like ups your canned tuna game to the next level. It's such a it's so worth it. I think especially if you're not putting it in mayo. Where you right. if you're not if you're using it where you're gonna taste it, like with a salad or whatever. Or even in like a pasta sauce. If yes. you're doing like something with a tuna in it, it's Al worth tono. it. What's what? Isn't that what that pasta sauce is? Altoto? Tono. Al oh, that makes more sense. Toto. Toto. <laughs> We're not in Kansas. <laughs> um, um that so sounds good. That's that's all I had. I, I liked getting all those things. Um so I'm going to eat that for the next few days, probably. That sounds good. I should do that this week, too. You can kind of make it. It's not too unhealthy. You also kind of fill up fast. I, I think I just stuff. like having like a little variety of things to eat. I got the spicy olive tapenade, too. It was really mm. good. Um, yeah, just a bunch of little things. You didn't, I like, you didn't get the whipped honey butter, though. I did not. That's what I was staring at because uh, I'm trying not to eat sugar. Yeah. It's been really hard. That's really hard. I but just I made banana feel... bread. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I almost don't care. made you relax. It smells good. I mean, I'm definitely eating sugar soon, so I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so I didn't get the honey butter, but I did stare at it. It just looks so good, you guys. Yeah. You guys got to buy this honey butter. It's in a really cute, what's it called, mason jar. And it's just honey and butter mixed together. Mm. You can spread it on things, eat it out of the jar, and I'll fucking know. <laughs> it just looks so good. And you know how you know exactly how something tastes? Mm-hmm. You're like, I, I, know I, how- need, I need this on something warm yeah. where it's half melted immediately. Mm. And it's going to... Like, like a, a biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> like a you warm know, biscuit. A warm fucking biscuit. You get 12 of those and some honey butter. I eat all of You're 12. done. You're Game gonna, over. You're going to be fucking sitting on your sofa with your legs spread, <laughs> your pants unbuttoned. I've been there many yeah, times. It many sounds times. really good. I'm also um, baking this weekend. Really? Oh, you're making cupcakes? Yeah, I'm making cupcakes for the bake sale uh, at the Pat Rescue. What kind of cupcakes are you making? I'm going to make pumpkin cupcakes with um, maple cream cheese frosting. Everyone likes that. Who doesn't like that? I made them last year for Thanksgiving and they were so fucking good. And then there was leftover for breakfast and I ate them for breakfast. Of course. They're really, they're really good because uh, they stayed moist. Mm. But the frosting is also excellent. Yeah. And then I put like a little candied pecan on it. Wow. They're really cute. That sounds good. So that's what I'm going to make. Um, that'll, I actually like baking when I'm not eating, eating sugar. <laughs> It kind of makes me satisfied to smell it and give it to people to eat. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's weird. It's kind of like when I've been strict before, I'll like watch Food Network. Like I like watching food being made and knowing people are like, it's so sad. I'm like, please eat this. Um, Yeah. 
I made banana bread before you came over. I made that recipe you told me about Martha Stewart's. Oh, yeah. It's like called Martha. It's Martha Stewart's. It's like called perfect banana bread. It's the best recipe. It's the best recipe I've ever used. It's so good. The cake part is delicious. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like just yeah. the cake, the batter when you're tasting, I mean, I yeah, taste the batter. Of course. And it just tastes like the best yellow cake recipe, but with the bananas. I, it has sour Even, cream in it. It's yeah. just so good. Well, I didn't have sour cream in my fridge because that's dangerous for me to have because I'll eat like a oh, whole... I'll so eat, you use yogurt? I used uh, I used Icelandic yogurt. Like What the hell's that? <laughs> it's kind of... It's like a thick yogurt similar to Greek yogurt. Okay. It's very similar. It's very high in protein. Yeah. But I didn't... If I have... Like, I love sour cream me so too. much. If I have it in my fridge, I'll just like find a way to eat the whole tub. It's so good. I fucking love sour cream. Okay. But the original recipe is sour cream. And I it's know It's really it is. good. And you should... <laughs> and everyone listening, you should make it with the sour cream. It makes it so good. This... The banana bread, it turned out really good, though. It's just a good recipe. And I think I've made it with yogurt before because I didn't have sour cream, and it's still good. I had, but sour cream is extra. I had three mushy-ass bananas on my in my fruit bowl, and I just was like, you know what? I have all the banana bread ingredients. It would be criminal to not make this right now. I always make banana bread with my mushy bananas. You don't want to throw them out. It's, it's why that bread was invented. <laughs> They made that bread because everyone had mushy bananas. You always have mushy bananas. Always. It never fails. You think you're going to have like a very banana week where you're going to eat a lot of bananas and then you don't. The only time I wasn't having mushy bananas was when I was freezing them for smoothies. Right. That was the only time. And then I would actually run out of fresh bananas uh, because I had frozen too many or whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I bought them originally, but I forgot to freeze them and then they got You got to freeze them at the exact right ripeness. I know. <laughs> you can't freeze them when they're too far. I was like waiting for them to get the perfect ripeness before I put them in the freezer for my smoothies, but that didn't happen. So now we have banana bread. Yeah. And it's fun. No, I mean, I'm I'm saving recipes for Thanksgiving. I know I'm working on what I'm going to make, but yeah. Nothing too exciting on the food front, but I'm definitely going to be, we'll have a lot to talk about after Thanksgiving. In the coming weeks. For sure. (laughs) In the coming weeks. Well, I consider the Thanksgiving to Hanukkah to Christmas. Pipeline. Pipeline (laughs) of like fats and sugars and bread. Yeah, I'm Sounds already planning. delicious. I'm so excited. I'm back on the cookie uh, decorating train too. I'm like already got a new set of cookie cutters I want to get. Ooh. They're Christmas cookie cutters, but they're miniature and you get like 25 in the pack. So they're all very cute little sizes. Yeah. They just seem really cute to decorate yeah. and they look really pretty. I've seen a bunch of people do them in their own little color sets, like yeah. picking their own color palettes. Um, yeah, I'm into it. Look at those cats are going at it. I know. We better um, break them up. Okay. All right. Bye. That's it. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.